All right. Name all the different kinds of relationships in your life. Well, of course, you have your relationship with your spouse, significant other, uh, your children. Uh, you have relationship with the people that you work with and your everyday normal friends. What is the purpose that is driving each of those relationships that you mentioned? Well, like, for instance, the people that you work with. I work with a very young group of people, and being the senior citizen of the group, I don't get where they're coming from. They don't get where I'm coming from. (laughs) So there is really no purpose in that relationship other than the work relationship. And you have your uh, your everyday normal friends that you try to remain close with, but especially a lot of my friends because I've moved out of from where I grew up. You know, it's hard to keep touch with them. But you try maybe every year, every couple of years to get together. Like the, that was my best man. I haven't seen him now for uh, probably four or five years, which is sad. I mean, he only lives in Jersey, and we're living in here in PA, so. It's not that far of a drive, but you call each other on the holidays, birthdays. And, um, you know, I feel really bad for him right now because he's going through a lot with his uh, wife has pancreatic cancer, stage four. So, unfortunately, maybe seeing him sooner than I want. And then your children. Um, that's, a, that's a given with your children and, and, your, and your spouse. Um, or significant other in this case. Uh, we've been together now for several years, and uh, I went through a rough time with my first wife. It was a trying time, very trying time. Name for me all the different kinds of relationships that you have in your life right now. Really just family and work people. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing really outside except my dog. What is the purpose that is driving each of those relationships? Well, obviously, the work people is career and being successful and keeping peace. And my personal, there's just, I love them. Mm -hmm. I love my family. I don't have a lot of close friends. I don't trust a lot of people. But the people I let in. Now, it's interesting because it kind of led into the next question with that. And that is, have you ever... Or do you now have any relationships in your life that have as their purpose simply being in the relationship? And do you have any examples of that? Probably my dog, right? There's no expectations. Just, I think everyone else has some expectations and Mm -hmm. lets you down at times. So that one is just because, just because he's him. Hey there, it's David. The Lord is my shepherd. You've been thinking a lot about that sentence. You've been wrestling with a new relationship with God, a new perspective of who you are and who God is to you. Today, it's time to wrestle with your relationships with others and how your relationships with others are affected by your relationship with God. For the two, your relationship with God and your relationships with others, go hand in hand. Transformation in one area will open the door to transformation in both areas. In other words, 
it's impossible to believe that you matter to God and be a bad friend. Just as it's impossible to be a good friend if you don't believe that you matter to God. For if you don't believe that you matter to God, then why would anything else or anyone else in your life really matter to you? At this point in your journey, defining what a good friend looks like or what a good friend does or doesn't do isn't your focus. At this point, your focus is squarely on the truth that you matter to God. This whole friendship conversation is simply a way for you to embrace the reality of who you are right here, right now. For if you have friend issues, whatever that might mean in your life, there's a good chance that you haven't fully embraced the fact that you matter to God. Likewise, if you don't have friend issues, there's a pretty good chance that you've already embraced that you matter to God. Well, as a disclaimer, I will be using the term purpose-driven relationships in this episode. Please understand that you and I, everyone, will always have purpose-driven relationships, for they are unavoidable in this life. Yet, if all you have are purpose-driven relationships, then you will have a problem accepting that you matter to God. And the purpose of your relationship with this island is to know that there is a God and that you matter to God. Get it? Good. Don't get it? Good. Whatever the case, buckle up. Let's go island hopping. ability to ponder such things as the nature of God, who God is and your relationship with God, is a gift from the shepherd. You've been created in the image of God, which comes with the benefit of asking big questions, diving into the depths of reality as well as seeking meaning and purpose. Yet, with benefits comes responsibility. The responsibility to live, not just have a life. The responsibility to care, not just conquer. The responsibility to be who you've been created to be, not to be who someone else or something else wants you to be. God has given you the gift of free will, the gift to know that there's something more out there somewhere, and yet the gift to totally ignore that something more, or to define the more as something it's not. All of this is a gift because there's nothing more powerful than the power to choose There's no relationship more powerful than a relationship into which you choose to be. A yes means nothing if no isn't an option. There's no good if bad doesn't exist. There's no dark if there isn't any light. You and I are way more than sheep because we all have a choice when it comes to our relationship with the shepherd. Deep down, you realize that you need a shepherd. You realize that you're a part of something so much bigger than yourself. Something that you know you can't successfully navigate all on your own. But you have the freedom of will to deny and ignore the shepherd. Yet your denial and your ignorance of the shepherd doesn't change the fact that you matter to the shepherd. Each of us has sufficiently done enough to warrant God saying, done with you. Yet, That's not who God is. That's not God's nature. 
As long as there's air in your lungs, grace, forgiveness, and eternal life is yours for the asking because you matter to God. Understanding that you matter to God is vital on this journey. For why would anyone claim anyone unless they believe that they mattered to them? And why would anyone claim anyone if they didn't matter to them? And you and I are claimed. Well, let's do a little mental exercise. Think about all the people in your life, all the people that you know, all the people that you call friends, as well as all the people you call family. Now, count how many of those people truly matter to you, meaning you want to regularly talk with them. You want to know everything that's happening in their life. You want to help them in any way and at any time that you can. These are the people whom you would truly miss if they died or if they simply dropped out of your life right now. Your heart would ache. You would always miss them. You would remember them often with fondness and joy. A tear would roll down your cheek because your memories of these people would flood your conscience with emotion. These are the people who matter to you. And this is just a fraction of the realization of how much you matter to God. Now, flip this illustration around and ask yourself this question. Do I matter to anyone else that much? Who are the people in your life that want to regularly talk with you? Who are the people in your life that want to know everything that's happening in your life? Who are the people that you know will help you in any way and at any time? There's an interesting and little recognized French benefit to believing that you matter to God, to believing that the Lord is my shepherd. The benefit is that your relational world will expand. In the acknowledgement that the Lord is my shepherd, you will open the door to the possibility of real, deep, intimate, and powerful relationships. I found that people who don't believe that they matter to God have a very short list of people that matter to them and possibly an even shorter list of people who they believe see them as someone who matters. For believing that you matter to God is the foundation to believing that you're worth mattering, believing that you're worth it, seeing yourself as God sees you. Those of you who embrace this island and realize that you matter to God are released into a whole new realm of relational intimacy. You will, perhaps for the first time in your life, be able to cultivate real and lasting relationships. Not just social connections with people who live near you, work with you, go to church with you, or belong to the same club as you. People with whom you will actually share life. People who will know how you tick, your secrets, and the location of and the stories behind every one of your scars. And they will love you, accept you, defend you, encourage you, and even call you to the carpet when needed. By believing that there is a God and that you matter to God, will you immediately have multiple best friends? No. Will you immediately have a better marriage? No. Will you immediately have better relationships with your kids or your family? No. But you will be open to the possibility of transforming all of your relationships. And you will also be open to the possibility of allowing someone else to get close to you to be considered someone that matters. You'll be open to the possibility of having relationships that aren't purpose-driven. Or maybe it would be better said, you'll be open to relationship whose only driving purpose 
is to simply be in the relationship. You won't be in relationships because they can do something for you, get you somewhere or get you something. You won't be in relationships simply because of proximity or commonality. You will be in relationships for the sake of the relationships. Even your casual relationships will be richer because you accept that you matter to God. So I want you to think about relationships that you've had in your life. These could be romantic relationships, friend relationships, work relationships, doesn't matter. Just thinking about relationships in general in your life. Can you tell me about a relationship that you've had in your life that has been so wonderful? It's a relationship that wasn't based on a purpose. It wasn't based on, you know, networking or anything. It was a relationship that I was in simply because I wanted to be in relationship with that person. I, I would... I would say, can I say my wife? Sure. My, because that does have a purpose. But uh, my, uh, you know, I, I get quite asked questions about how many long-term friends, and I'm 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 horrible as a long-term friend. I don't I have the memory of a fish, and so. But uh, my uh, relationship with Lori is uh, beautiful. Our um, uh, relationship has grown over the years. And, um, you know, we've grown to love one another more as the years have gone by. And as more of the friendship kind of love supplants what starts off as a sexual or romantic love, not completely, but just in terms of on the pie chart, it has a bigger slice, um, then that 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 uh, relationship has grown uh, stronger and more fulfilling to me as the years have gone by. So thinking about the relationships that you have in your life, romantic relationships, friendship relationships, business relationships, doesn't matter, all relationships, I'm thinking about it. Can you give me an example of a relationship that you have in your life that has no other purpose but the relationship itself. It's not networking, it's not connecting you with a social group that you want to be a part of, it's not doing anything else. It's just a relationship that you're in because you really like the person. Do you have a relationship like that and what is that like? Yeah, I have a relationship like that. I would say with my best friend. Um, I'm not in that relationship because I want to be friends with any of her other friends or anything like that. I'm just in that relationship because it serves me in a more personal way. Um, it's not in a networking or business way, but all relationships in people's lives serve them in some way, shape or form. And I would say that my relationship with her serves me in a way where it serves as a safe space for me to bring what's ever happened in my life and every other place and time to that relationship. And it gives me a place where I can feel heard and I can feel supported and I can vent about things and be sad or be happy and just I'm free to just feel whatever emotion that I need to feel in that place in that moment and I am have someone sitting there who supports it and who will talk me through it and who will feel it with me and kind of be there and there's always so much going on in everyone's lives and all the different sectors of people's lives and the world can get a little noisy sometimes so I would say that for me that relationship just serves as the one like quiet place when the rest of the world is so, so loud. Once you jettison your need to do your way into God's heart, 
Once you incinerate your need to do good in order to be loved, once you realize that you matter to God simply because you matter to God, you'll quickly learn how to be the friend that you've always wanted to be and to have the relationships that you've always wanted to have. Once you're freed from the shackles of perfection in your relationship with God, and you stake your claim on the truth that you matter to God no matter what, your heart will be opened. Your heart will be opened to those around you in a profoundly powerful way. Real relationships will be a possibility because the most important relationship in your life will be real. If you don't believe that you matter to God, your relationship with God and conversely with others will be purpose-driven. Relationships of convenience, relationships of practicality, relationships of profit, relationships of proximity and shared activities, relationships that have something else as opposed to simply being in the relationship as its purpose. You're very good at being purpose-driven because it fits neatly into your to-do list way of living. When your life is about your to-do list, your goals become your destination and you miss the journey. When you miss the journey, you miss the power of being, for your eyes are always fixed on that next destination. Everything in your life becomes a means to an end, and when that end is achieved, the means all fall away including all the relationships that you fostered in pursuit of that next destination. Unless there's a specific purpose, a destination in your sights, all of your relationships aren't vital. They're simply purpose-driven. Thus, when the purpose, the destination, is achieved, the relationships are no longer desired. Or I can better say the relationships are replaced, for you will be on to your next destination, which will require you to make new relationships. You feel close to God when you're doing everything right and staying on the nice list. You feel close to God when things are good, when you're going to church, when you're reading your Bible, or when you're serving in some way. Conversely, you feel distant from God when you hit a downturn and you stop going to church or reading the Bible or serving. Your relationship with God is totally dependent on your actions. Your relationship with God is purpose-driven, for you don't believe that you matter to God. Or you only believe that you matter to God when you're doing everything right. Your relationship with God is the essential and foundational relationship in your life. How you relate to God will dictate how you relate to others. Conversely, how you relate to others is an outward sign of the inward reality of your relationship with God. You feel close to others when they fit into whatever it is you're doing. Just like you feel close to God whenever God fits into whatever it is you're doing. Conversely, you feel distant from others when your purpose for being in the relationship with them evaporates. And you feel distant from God when your purpose for being in relationship, being good enough, evaporates. You have friends at school until you graduate. You have friends at work until you get another job. You have friends in your neighborhood until you move you have friends that you drink with until you get sober. You even have friends at church until you start going to another church. Likewise, you believe you matter to God at work until your work compromises your values and you make some shady deals and some questionable decisions. Then you believe that you don't matter to God 
for the purpose of your relationship with God is to maintain moral standards. You believe you matter to God in your family until your marriage starts to suffer or your child gets addicted to drugs. Then you believe that you don't matter to God for the purpose of your relationship with God is to strengthen your family. You believe that you matter to God at church until you stop going to church. Then you believe that you don't matter to God for the purpose of your relationship with God is church attendance. Understand that you matter to God just because you matter to God. You don't matter to God because of what you do or don't do. You matter to God because of who you are. This is essential on your journey. Understand that all of your relationships can transcend any purpose that might have driven them in the beginning. Your relationships don't live or die on what you do or don't do. Your relationships are based on who you are. This is essential on your journey. Without this perspective change, lasting relationships with others will be few and far between. Without this perspective change, a lasting relationship with God as your shepherd will be impossible. For you'll never be able to do everything perfectly all the time. And you will never be able to preserve and maintain the very purpose for which any relationship was originally driven. If you haven't already picked this up, I believe that relationship is the key. The question for you now is this, what kind of relationship do I have with God? Do I believe that I matter to God because I matter to God? Or do I believe that I only matter to God when I'm doing everything right? Or do I believe that I don't matter to God at all? Whatever the case, I invite you to spend some more time on this island. The weather is great, the beach is beautiful, and there's nothing more important for you to be doing than being right here, right now. Next time, we will dig deeper into the questions, who is God to you? And how did you learn this understanding of God? Now that will be fun. Hey there, he's Jack. Island Hoping is a production of Journey to Be Ministries and is sponsored by Benefa Christian Church. You can find Beneva Christian Church on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, as well as their website, BenevaChristian.com. If you would like to contact David, you drop him an email at islandhopingpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>